episode of the Nothing Finer podcast, once again live on Millions. So this is kind of a uh, cleanup episode before we start getting in bowl games this week. Um, first bowl game start, I want to say Saturday. Um, yep, Georgia, Georgia Southern, I think Georgia Southern and Ohio in the, uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl or whatever sponsor they have. Should have been the Bahamas. Um, Should have been. But for this little cleanup, we're doing Army-Navy talk towards the end, talking about the Heisman and some little bit of updated portal stuff and uh, probably a little basketball towards the end as well. Um, make sure to check out our merch on millions.co. And how's your weekend? What are you drinking? Um, I actually don't have anything on me right now. It's been a, been a busy Sunday trying to get everybody situated last week of school before Christmas break. So that's exciting. Uh, spent the last like 45 minutes trying to get a refund. Uh, Skyla, my uh, my daughter, accidentally, she was clicking on an Xbox controller and accidentally spent uh, $150 on Madden points, whatever the hell that is. So I spent like 45 <laughs> minutes trying to get a refund. So I, I cleared that up right before we got on. Good, good. I was having a heart attack. It would not let me do anything. I even contacted EA, Bill Gates, everybody, everybody I could to get that refund, and I'm, I'm good now. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, if you ever, yeah. if you're listening and your kid uh, spends $150 on Madden, call Mike. He knows the answer. Well, I don't, I can't do it gentle. I have to say that if uh, like Child Protective Services was listening, I would probably get my kids taken from me for a little bit. Um, a lot of words that I say on here a lot, but I probably shouldn't say around the kids. We're sad. Yeah. They got to learn it sometime, you know? Yeah, gentle pen- parenting is not uh, our forte. It's not our style at all. You don't have gentle kids either, so. That's fair. That's very fair. One one is delicate. The other other three, not so much. You can, you guys can guess which one. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. How how about you? How's it going? Um, man. I, honestly, this is gonna sound pretty crazy for me. Are you ready? Um, all right. Played in a disc golf tournament on Friday. Um, okay. Finished top ten. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. We were actually two strokes out of winning money, so it kind of sucks that our team Uh-oh. was too short. Um, Saturday, I was responsible and did chores around the house, which if you know me, oh, responsible wow. and John do not go in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, and to, to, today, I didn't play in a disc golf tournament, but I walked with one of my friends who was leading... A tournament and i was like Ooh. hey dude don't be stupid you should throw this shot and uh he won so you know i'll take responsibility maybe. i was like maybe you should be a coach in the future just you know time and hang it up yeah those that can't do coach mm-hmm. and those that can't teach teach be so how are you boy ah yeah but i got a i got a caffeine free diet coke again i will say I did have a celebratory beer after my friend won the tournament today. Nice. So, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, I've uh, won since I, I said no more. I I also had one. That was on Friday when we were uh, when we were coming home from work, which is a Mexican place down the street, and they raised the prices on the food like significantly. I wasn't gonna pay fifteen bucks for for tacos, so I spent like seven on like a giant a giant dos Equis. so that was my dinner that day yeah like a true yeah. alcoholic there you go now mine was a pbr out of my friend's cooler beautiful so this this disc golf tournament was actually at a real golf course hmm. so they had a cart girl that was rolling around like selling stuff to people um, yeah but i left my wallet in the truck so Damn. so i was just like hey man i'm thirsty you got something and he's like, oh, yeah, we're I'm taking some beers up there. We're going to have a beer before we head out. And I was like, that's my only choice, I guess. You know, <laughs> my, one of my real good friends just won the tournament. I guess I'll drink a beer with him. What a sacrifice. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and jump into this portal stuff. Um, so there are, what, 13 players in the portal as of... A few minutes ago. 
I think so. There, it was 11 when I last updated it. That was like this morning. So I, I am. I don't know the last two that entered it. So I put one of the guys in. Um, oh, Hayes, I, yeah. I know we're missing one of the names. Um, but a lot of the guys we talked about last week, Austin Blasky, Darius Smith, Jackson Meek, CJ Madden, Jonathan Jefferson, Nylon Green, Brock Vandegrift. Uh, Brock is still the only person to commit to a team. Um, I will say I've heard rumors about Jackson Meeks going to somewhere out west. Okay. Um, one of the one of the offenses that throws the ball a lot out there. So, um, I hope he does well. I hope all the guys that leave do well. If I'm being entirely honest, I'm not one of those salty mm-hmm. fans. No. Um, but the new names. Uh, so since we recorded on Wednesday, we got. Wide receiver Makai Muse, so far he's got offers from Syracuse, Georgia Tech, uh, East Carolina, Jacksonville State. Um, I will say, ironically, Syracuse and Georgia Tech both have Georgia ties in their coaching staff, so that makes sense. They they know what he can do firsthand. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally, I think he would do best at Georgia Tech, but I hope he goes to Syracuse. Yeah, Fran Brown needs... Uh, need some able bodies. Uh, yeah, he, he needs talent up there. That's the thing that they're sorely lacking. I mean, if you can get some uh, some Southern players to go up to Syracuse, New York, and try to stay there, you know, through the winter and all that, then well, then they, you're they good. Play in a dome. That doesn't have air conditioning, by the way. Why they're the carrier air dome. Conditioning in Canada. Basically, but. Um, I'm sure in the summer it gets like sticky and nasty. Even like Minnesota and stuff like that get decently warm in the summer. But yeah, September, October probably not nearly as bad. But I can tell you that it was as hot yesterday in Savannah as it probably is in Syracuse in the summer. Yeah, yeah, it was warm yesterday, man. It was like almost it was, eighty. It was great. Yeah. It was damn near eighty, sunny, busted out mm-hmm. the shorts again. It's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I love this city. Um, For real. So, Jared Zirkle, uh, kicker, he was on kickoff duty this year after I said that he was going to be the breakout kicker of the season. Um, Cold take for me, but I did kind of, I did hedge a little bit and say whoever wins the job is going to break out this year. So, my hedging one. Um, But he's entered the transfer portal, but it has been reported that he will stay through the Orange Bowl to continue with those kickoff duties. Um, after the 2018 season, that's not something Kirby, Kirby normally does. But I'm guessing that uh, Peyton Woodring doesn't just just doesn't quite have the kickoff leg yet. Um, so that makes sense. Kind of, you know, if a guy has one job, then why not keep him even though he's transferring? Mm-hmm. Uh, was State, uh, was was there, did uh did, was Zirkle a scholarship player? I know Woodring he was. was the he was the first scholarship kicker that Kirby offered. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and there was some funky stuff with his recruiting too because he was technically gray shirted, so the scholarship counted towards the next year when there were still scholarship limits. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's way outside the point. Um. Linebacker Xavier Sori entered the transfer portal. Former top 50 recruit. Um, if you don't recognize the name, he's the guy that that egregious uh, horse collar tackle was called on during the SEC championship game. Sori. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily get that one, I'm guessing. Judging by all the edge and linebacker players that are leaving, I would say that the young guys are going to have a bigger role. And they're probably attacking that spot in the portal pretty hard or planning to. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of linebackers that Georgia has in the portal right now. Uh, Xavier Sorley uh, on three has this NIL evaluation, and you can take this for what it's worth, like just a grain of sand, a grain of salt or whatever, $95,000. Where like Brock Vandergriff, I think, was like four sixty or something like that, some odd number. I believe, I believe that for Brock. Yeah, Nylon Green's ninety six thousand, so a little bit more than the story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Brock was four seventy. That's what he was. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think Xavier and Sori could have done well in this defense, but I think one of the big things 
especially after the um, run defense in the SEC championship game. They want, I think they're going to make an effort to have bigger guys play linebacker more mm. than, you know, for the longest time you had guys like Roquan Smith and you had speed and size. Like even currently, Smile Mondin, uh, he's got speed and size. And some of these guys had speed and just couldn't put on the weight. So that probably def- that was probably a uh, de- defining factor in them transferring after a couple years. Another guy in that linebacker spot, EJ Lightsey, um, he's in the portal as well. These guys can still all come back, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think there will probably be some stipulations on them coming back. Um, if I had to say, because for what three of these guys playing time, especially next year, wasn't even going to be a factor. So that is kind of questionable on their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, a guy that I was really excited for out of this most recent recruiting class, Yazid Hayes. I was really excited about him. I thought he could be a, uh, fit that Arian Smith mold, um, he did he did well in the spring game. He did well in his playing time early in the year. Um, but when the games got tougher, there wasn't much playing time for him. And uh, and he's leaving. He is from Pennsylvania. And he was initially committed to Penn State. Penn State's getting a new offensive coordinator that is competent. So Hopefully, hopefully for, for their sake. What, okay, he was competent at his last job. Who, who is it, you know? I, I haven't paid attention. I don't... Rem- I'll have to look it up real quick because I don't remember the name. Yeah, because ultimately, ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's Penn State. It's still James Franklin still in charge, so they'll still uh, choke. Honestly, I... Um, Andy... Kotelnicki. That's a very Big Ten name. Um, yeah, he was actually the offensive coordinator at Kansas under Lance Leipold with their, um, with their offense. That's where I remember. I saw, I saw an Instagram reel about the plays that he designed and ran at Kansas that worked really well. Um, yeah. So okay. That's a good, that's a good doesn't handcuff him. Then, then I, you know, I think a guy like Hayes will be very good in that offense with, uh, with mm-hmm. the style that it's going to be. Um, yeah. Hate to see him go, but I I do think if he goes to Penn State with that offense, that he will do well. Mm-hmm. And like and like you said, I don't think there's anybody that has transferred away from Georgia that we had like ill wishes toward. I think we want to see all these guys do well. I mean, just kids do, trying to get make the best of their situation. You know, you only have so long in college football, so you know you want to see the field. You don't want to just sit there or anything like that. So, no hate toward any of them. No, um, the only time it's just your yeah, just somebody... Jermaine Burton. The only time I will give somebody shit for transferring, first was Cade Mays um, with the whole lawsuit thing because he was trying to get eligible and the reality behind it was Georgia said his brother wasn't good enough so they didn't offer him a scholarship so his dad forced him to leave. Mm -hmm. Trash. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields, his sister still played softball at Georgia but he said it was a racist institution and his family wouldn't let him play there anymore. Yeah, and he and he visited the football facility, and he still and he visited the uh, football facility like after that, too, like after he left. So yeah, Uh, very yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Jermaine Burton, just because of his antics off field more than anything, um, I will say, it was real shady when he had that long long handshake real close to Nick Saban after he beat him in the title game in twenty twenty one, and then. Two weeks later, he's transferring there. Just, just saying. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to accuse anybody of tampering, but it sure as hell looked like it. Yeah, that might be the textbook definition. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if there is a textbook definition because there's not really any rules to any of this right now. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um. So, portal targets for Georgia. Um, a few of these guys have already been crystal balled to Georgia. Um, a couple of them we are still hopeful on, but the the jury's still out some. 
Um, so London Humphreys, he was actually on campus this weekend. Still crystal ball to Georgia. Um, I think that's going to be a great pickup. Yeah. Uh, Florida running back Trevor Etienne. We first said, you know, Kentucky would be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. He's been crystal balled to Georgia. And that's hilarious. That I really is, hope it is. I, if he comes to Georgia, it's going to be one of those things of Billy Napier made his bed by playing the hell out of Montrell Johnson, who is clearly not the better running back out of the two. Yeah. And just like Trevor Etienne rarely saw the field, but when he did, it was explosive. Yeah. And he was like, nah, Montrell's my guy. He was with me at Louisiana. He's going to be with me here. And Trevor's like, okay, I won't be with you here. Cool. And if he goes to their biggest rival, that... Can the offense just be Trevor Etienne in that game next year? Ooh, I, I hope so. I even even like early last year. Yeah. I don't think you would need to against uh, Florida. It, just kind of the way it, it's been going for them. Their recruiting class is falling apart. People are tra- Their best players transferring out. They still got Graham Mertz for now. I was about to say, we'll man, see. Graham Mertz has another year of eligibility. What do you yeah. think of the best player? <laughs> but it, it's uh, – I think Trevor – I want to say Trevor averaged like – five or six yards of carry, even, you know, with that kind of predictable offense for the most part that, you know, kind of stalled at times. So he's impressive. Even, you know, Travis at the beginning of the year, I think it was like during the Utah game, yeah. uh, his brother Travis Etienne was like, we got to get this boy out of Gainesville. We got to get him somewhere else. Well, he initially wanted him to go play for Dion, and then that got that got real quiet real quick. Yeah. Um, but my my question is, and I asked uh, I asked Will on, uh, on Twitter, why does the Etienne family hate Louisiana so much? Why won't he go to LSU? That's a great question, especially because Logan Diggs, I don't think he has any eligibility left. I don't think, Will seemed to think that he did from, okay. from what I, he, his response was he doesn't want to compete with, uh, with Diggs. So. Yeah. But if he comes to Georgia, he's going to compete with Dejan Edwards, Branson Robinson, Robin well, Robinson, Andrew Paul. Dacian, Dacian's gone, though. He's a, uh, he doesn't have any eligibility left, right? I think he's got at least one year. I don't – no, I don't think so. I think he's – I want to say he's done. I mean, he I mean, he could. I, I mean, hopefully he he's played back. enough his freshman year to not redshirt. Hmm. I'm not Either. sure. That's a good question. That's Either. a good question. But, you know, Branson – I mean, th- this is why I brought it up before on uh, on Wednesday – with uh, Branson Robinson with his, you know, torn patella tendon um, and all that. I mean, it takes a while to come back from that. I mean, we – you know, no firsthand from Nick Chubb, his injury. He wasn't the same guy. You know, he got hurt in 2015, came back in 2016. He was still effective, but not Nick Chubb that we knew in 2017 and beyond and before the injury, too. So, you know, Branson still might be a question mark coming into next season. And I, I don't know. I You can never have enough talented running backs. So I, I, for one, would welcome Trevor Etienne with open arms. And so I was thinking about it today. Um, while I was grocery shopping with my wife and not really paying attention to grocery shopping. Trevor Etienne. I don't know if there's a better comparison in recent memory for Trevor Etienne other than Kenny McIntosh. And that's what we are kind of missing this year. Yes. Yes. I think be that huge. would be a phenomenal pickup for Georgia. Um, especially, mm. you know, just to put salt in the wound that he was a Florida player. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like yes. the uh, a better a, a better switcheroo than the Brennan Cox deal a few years ago, although he was kind of more or less thrown off the team, and then he got thrown off of Florida too. So Yeah, and I, I don't, you know, from everything that I've seen about the ETN family publicly, he does not have uh, – I don't think Brenton Cox has the amount of character in his pinky that Trevor ETN has. Mm-hmm. Or whatever way that makes sense. I don't know. I know I know what you're saying. I'm picking yeah, up yeah, what you're yeah. laying down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, another guy that we were really hoping that uh, Georgia would make a run on, Walter Nolan. He is currently 97% crystal ball to Oregon. That makes sense. It's a damn yeah. landing team. I, mm-hmm. I still hope that Georgia can pull a late one. Um, but Georgia has also been recruiting high school hard this weekend. Yeah. All the posts that we've seen. Um, and Joey Slackman. Really like this guy as a player. Want him to come to Georgia. 
But if he chooses his last year of eligibility to go to Florida, he's dead to me. Yeah. Rutgers is another one. I think it right now it's I think they're both below fifty percent on the on three like Cristobal, but Florida and Rutgers are the ones that are at the top of that list, which he's gotta have better options than that, right? He's got to. I would hope so. I he's got I think he should. Like there's absolutely no way that those are his only two unless he's going for a very specific graduate degree. And there's only mm-hmm. a few schools that offer it. Uh, I'm sure Florida has like underwater jort making or something that he can get get into. I don't know. Um, if that's the case, Joey, you're not dead to me. I'm just a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. If it's for your education, I'll accept it, but be sad. Wasn't uh, when we talked about it before with Brock, the uh, the graduate degree. What was it? Uh, uh, Whiskey distillery. What what, did, yeah, what yeah, was the degree so, you talked about? Um, Kentucky and Louisville both have um, master's degrees in bourbon distilling. That's right. Why doesn't Georgia have that? I think I know we talked about that before. Um, I'm sure Georgia has a master's in frat parties. Oh, for sure. Or fake for ID sure. making. <laughs> or um, yeah. Or, ooh, this is a good one. I think Georgia, if they don't already have it, they need to have a master's degree in talking your way out of speeding tickets. Who would teach that? Because nobody on campus can do that right now. (laughs) You just, you know, you get one of the, you get somebody from Athens-Clark County PD that's retired. Yeah. Come in and teach course. You know who could do that is Jen. She's gotten me out of several tickets at, uh, in Athens. Mostly because I, she was super pregnant, but she's able to, every time that she's been with me, I've been able to get out of the tickets. If I'm by myself, I get them. When I was on my way, like I was driving to Fort Stewart to get on a plane and go overseas. I got pulled over in a small town in the middle of nowhere for speeding. And this 350 cop walks up and I'm, I'm pissed and I yeah. start yelling at him. I'm legitimately yelling at this cop. And he's like, son, do you know I'm the chief of police? Dude, I don't care. <laughs> and you're out here giving speeding tickets. That That's bad. And I, I was like, look, dude, you see the bags in the back of my car? That's because I'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go to Afghanistan. It's like, I promise you, I will get this ticket extended and extended and extended and extended and come fight it in court because first off, I know your technology doesn't work that way. I know speeding radars don't work around a corner in changes of elevation and when it's raining. It's like, so you can choose to give me this ticket and then in a year I'll see you in court or you can just walk away. Mm-hmm. And he said, have a good day. So there you, go. you just listen to me and yell at police officers when they pull you over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wow. I, I I will strongly say that any player, if you're listening or get advice from this, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. No, no. I I really uh, no. I, I think I think the situation I was in is the reason I got away with it. Yeah. So don't yeah. do that. Um, or just always have short fa- short hair, shaved face, and a back seat full of duffel bags. I don't know. <laughs> that might not I be like, good either. <laughs> I, I, you well, you can't be creepy. Yeah, that's true. Like you can't have, have a mustache or a trench coat or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make sure they're military duffel bags. Like if you're if you're gonna lie, be good about it. You know. <laughs> oh, all right. So back to portal stuff. We got on a way way tangent there. Um, another guy that was visiting Georgia this weekend, defensive lineman Xavier McLeod from South Carolina. I remember I remember his name getting called quite a bit during the Georgia mm-hmm. game. So Kirby's just still on his, um, if you did well against us, we're just going to go after you in the portal. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I, uh, I think he was, he was former, uh, whenever he was a senior, he was like Mr. South Carolina football or whatever I saw too. So yes, he was, um, yeah. And, and Georgia was in on him big time during his high school recruitment. So that's another thing. Playing well against Georgia and then having a good um, relationship with 
you know, them as high school students or high school recruits, that usually helps uh, Kirby in the portal as well. Like you have a good idea of what what you're getting into. You've know you have a relationship or at least you know prior idea how they would be. Yes. Um, and then last guy, kind of a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah. He was on campus this weekend. Um, USC, and I mean the real USC this time. Wide receiver Michael Jackson the third. Do you know? Do you know what uh, Michael Jackson's pronouns are? He he. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um. So one thing about uh, Michael Jackson the third is that he has one year of eligibility left. He has shown the explosive capability. I mean, he has he has seventeen catches for one hundred and forty six yards this season. Um, he just okay. kind of got overshadowed because USC had five number one receivers in all reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, but seven catches or 17 catches, 146 yards. So pretty good on that. Um, he also returned kicks for them at some point. So I think that he would be a very nice addition to the team, especially you know, depending on who goes pro and who else decides to enter the portal after the bowl game. Mm-hmm. So outside of Georgia stuff, there's some, there have been some pretty big uh, movements within the transfer portal as far as rumors and crystal balls and a couple actual commitments. Um, so, DJ Uyunglele looks like he's going to play for Louisville. Um, that'll be interesting because they might play Clemson next year. And if they make it to an ACC title game and Clemson does too, that would be a very interesting Ooh, reunion there. Uh, that would be that would be the most interesting ACC championship maybe ever. Maybe ever. Um, yeah. yeah, they've had a lot of duds. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking up. Clemson's schedule next year just to see. Shout out oh, SBSchedules.com. Ooh, they do play Louisville next year, so that would be Ooh. a real interesting revenge game. Is it is it in Clemson or in Louisville? It is. Uh, it's in Clemson, it looks like. Ooh, revenge game. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Kyle McCord, as you probably know him on this show, Honda McCord. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like he might be going to Nebraska. So yeah, Nebraska yeah. just out here targeting mid quarterbacks in the portal once again seems to be their specialty. Like uh, like when they passed on Joe Burrow because they said that they already had a guy better than him. Yeah, they had Adrian Martinez. Uh, yes. Yeah, One of no. the Martinez quarterbacks that's played for Nebraska over the last twenty years. It seems like that's been almost all of them. It really has been. Um, I think Julian Fleming is supposed to be visiting the receiver from Ohio State. He's supposed to be visiting Nebraska as well with, uh, with Kyle. So we'll that might help him a little bit. But although it didn't help him at Ohio State, so that's yeah. fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, if Marvin Harrison Jr. can't make you look like a good quarterback, you might just not be a good quarterback. Yeah, ain't it? Um. So Riley Leonard, Duke quarterback. Uh, looks like he's going to Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's hitting the ACC for a quarterback once again. Um, that'll be interesting. I thought Sam Hartman did well this year, but I think yeah. it was kind of the rest of the team that started to let him down towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, former UCF quarterback and former Oklahoma quarterback, going to play for Dan Lanning in Oregon. I think that is probably one of the better matches that we've seen get made so far this year. He's been in college football forever, too. Good Lord. I mean, I think he played in, like, 20, 2018, too, I think. Um, I think he was actually a senior when Stetson was a freshman. <laughs> He's, he he long, keeps finding eligibility. The only way that people can get mad at you is if you win back-to-back national titles. Then you're too old. Right. Mm. Uh, did you see? Did you see that comment that Stetson had about all the all the guys yes. that were finalists? Perfect. Yes. I love Petty Stetson. That's why he needs a statue. It really is, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the phone call. He needs it. Yeah. Um. So apparently Dylan Gabriel is only twenty two, 
and bullshit started no. <laughs> at UCF in 2019. Okay, why? <laughs> no, his birthday. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say his birth. I, I thought maybe his birthday was like a leap year, so maybe he's like four. No, he's got a December birthday, so he was older than most of the people that he went to school with. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna butcher this name, guys. I apologize, especially to the player. Aiden. I th- I, oh. Go ahead. What were you? No, I, I, th- I thought it was Aiden Childs, but I could be wrong. Okay. See, I was gonna pronounce it like the country. But I like Chiles. Chiles. Yeah. Chiles. Yeah. So we're going to go Chiles. Yeah. Um, Oregon State quarterback that was behind DJ Uyunglele this year is going with Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. I'm still kind of shocked that Jonathan Smith left his alma mater to go to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Oregon State doesn't really have a conference next year. But it's just it's wild weird to me that it happened. You're going to a bottom tier Big Ten team. I mean, the money must be a little bit better, or maybe there's more security in it because Michigan State's not going anywhere from at least the Big Ten. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's odd. It's to, odd. You get to lose to Oregon in a different uniform now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, oh yeah, they wait. They uh, they did extend the Civil War, so that wasn't the last yes. one that we're going to. see. Yes, thank God. They really just yeah. wanted to make sure that. Um, they really just wanted to make sure that good. Well, that that we watched it. No. Um, they want to make sure that we that we watched it because I was I was kind of focused on it. The last Civil War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just gonna keep it going until they get College Game Day. Twenty thirty nine Game Day finally shows up. Of course, I'm still out there. I, you know, I hope he's still in good enough health to be out there in 2039. All of my, I think all of my kids except for Skylar will be like graduated from high school at that point. I hope not. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> be um, damn near 50. Okay. So running back Rocket Sanders left Arkansas. He is going to South Carolina, which in, uh, which encouraged Mario Anderson to enter the portal from South Carolina. Upgrade. Uh, it is an upgrade, but I do think Mario Anderson with an offensive line that could have blocked better than a wet paper bag would have been a good running back. I mean, he made plays behind that offensive line, so imagine what he could have done with an offensive line. Right, um, right. And then South Carolina is losing Juice Wells. He is almost 100% crystal ball to Ole Miss. That's nice. That's scary. Because Drake I, plays yeah. in Oxford next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's scary. Grayson, I think Grayson called it the first time we talked to him in the summer. He said they were gonna Ole Miss was gonna get Georgia. Probably not this year, but he talked about getting him in uh at Ole Miss. So we'll the more he, I, don't I know, look I'm... at the schedule for next year, I I wouldn't be shocked with three losses. For, no. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. At yeah, again we uh, the the game at Texas same uh, same weekend as the F one race. Yeah, big big disappointed that I don't have five thousand dollars to spend on a single weekend. Um, if any mm. of you guys would like to donate, I will send you Kelsey's Venmo because I don't have one. Well, I mean, you have two kidneys, right? Yeah, but they don't work that well. Put them through a lot of shit in my time. <laughs> that's that's fair. If I get if I don't drink enough water, I wake up and my kidneys hurt. It looks like I'm pissing motor oil. That's bad. <laughs> oh, all right. So rumor mill on returns. Um, one of these is just pure speculation. And that is Javon Bullard tweeted just a dog emoji. Once the portal and everything opened, people started declaring saying they weren't coming back for bowl games. Um, fingers crossed, toes crossed. I'll braid my hair if that helps. Mm-hmm. I want Javon Bullard back on this team next year. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same. Especially because I believe Tyke Smith is going to be out of eligibility. So if he could take that star role back, get one of these young guys that's had time to uh, develop in its safety behind him. I'm not. 
I'm not opposed to it. No, not at all. Um, and then Lad McConkey is allegedly leaning towards coming back for his last year, um, especially because of the injuries this year, but also the depth of this wide receiver draft class. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the year, he was you know being projected bottom of the first round, and now he's probably a day two, day three guy between the injuries and how many guys have kind of showed out this year. So, yeah. At, yeah, at best, he'd probably be at best. He'd be the third receiver taken because he's not going to get taken ahead of Marvin Harrison or Malik neighbors. No. Um, or there's, you know, there's a handful of other guys at this point that were more healthy than him. But I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that he decides to come back. I'm sure NIL wise, if he, you know, compares that to what he would get as a day two or day three pick, it might be better for him to come back financially, you know, depending on how the collective works for him so and he could stay in athens just nil ohio state's allegedly trying to get 20 million dollars for marvin harrison to come back next year you know what that's the whole like shohei otani uh conundrum like they're gonna give 700 million dollars to one guy and then not be able i don't know what their war chest is in in columbus but i have to assume that that's going to take up most of it you're going to lose some guys because you're going to give it to Who's going to throw him the ball? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right now they don't have anybody. Yeah. They have Aaron Nolan committed. If They have a freshman committed. But, again, you never know what you get with them. So, yeah, sure, you know what? Get $20 million. Get $20 million to lose. For Marvin, I think it would be a, all right, that's on the table. Who's the quarterback? He's mm-hmm. like, you already didn't get me Dylan Gabriel. So, who are you bringing in? Because that tells me who if I'm staying. For his sake, if he if he isn't stay, he would have to have somebody like Cam Ward or, or somebody like that come there, or somebody I mean, that's not in the portal yet. He can go. He can go to like Chicago or Carolina and get way underthrown or overthrown the football in an offense that barely plays. Hmm. Um, or he can go. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 tough. Well, I don't know if you did s- beat the Lions today though. They did. They did. That was a. I wouldn't necessarily call it a shit pumping, but it it was it was not good. The lions are lioning. They are between if if you would have like just broke up the season the the last the second half of last season the first half of this season Detroit would be a number one seed. But that's not how it works. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, I think we should change that. That's. I'll stop. Nobody yeah, listens. It should just anyway. be a rolling seventeen games. And when the NFL gets the most exciting matchups, they're like, all right, playoffs start now. They should. I wouldn't put a basket L. You never know. Or like uh, Adam Silver with NBA. He would do that for sure. I mean, they just did an in-season tournament so they could give LeBron another title because he can't win them without them how, changing the um, rules for him. How many in-season tournament titles and MVPs does Jordan have? Zero. Case closed. That's the whole point. So all stupid. Right. Let, let's go ahead and move into Heisman talk. Um, so, obviously, Jane Daniels won the Heisman. And I don't I don't think that really shocked anybody that listens to this show. We've been on that since Georgia's bye week. Um, mm-hmm. Right before Florida, we talked to Candler. And Jane Daniels was far and away the best quarterback for this award. Um, I think it will surprise a lot of people just how close it was. Um, so... Jaden Daniels did win by 328 points to Michael Penix, who came in second. But that's the closest the race has been since 2018 when Kyler Murray beat Tua Tungavailoa by 296 points. My favorite part about that is Georgia cost Tua that Heisman. That is pretty great. That's one. Another dub. Yeah. Might have lost the game. Yeah. But you you lost this guy Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be worse. It could be. So, could have been the reason he got a Heisman. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. And Bryce Young doesn't have any national titles, so. Not as a starter. No, we don't. Um, so we're going to go into the top ten because I think a few of these guys are very surprising in uh, in how this voting kind of played out. So Jaden Daniels won 2,029 points, 503 first place votes. 
Penix came in second with 1,701 points, 292 first place votes. This to me is very surprising. Uh, Bo Nix with 885 points, 51 first place votes. 10 they get it's a 51 people. 51 people voted him ahead of the guy that beat him twice this season. That's that's Crazy. wild. But my, yeah. my thing is he got 10% of the first place votes of Jaden Daniels, and they were almost neck and neck in the odds going into conference title week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. That's, that's crazy. Um, fourth, who, if you've listened to us for any length of time, Marvin Harrison Jr., first off, shouldn't have even been there. Should have been Malik Neighbors, that, if anyone. Uh, yeah, Malik Neighbors was a better receiver this year, played for a better team. You can fight me about that if you'd like to. And just had an overall better season. Marvin Harrison Jr. was there as a career achievement award, even though he hasn't won anything other than a lot of yards in his career. He has beaten Penn State three times. He's beaten Penn State three times. He's lost to Michigan three times. He's lost to Georgia once. um, Got knocked out from having a weak neck. I I don't hate Marvin Harrison Jr. No. But if he played in the SEC, he would have only played two games this year. Homeboy would have been on a backboard week three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, how did he get 20 first place votes? Do all those people live in Columbus? They have to. I I, I know some people will come out and say what their ballot was. I know the one voter that we that we both know will probably say so, you know, soon. But uh, that's an, that's insane. I don't I they need to show themselves. And the fact that Malik Neighbors isn't even in the top 10, but Marvin Harrison Jr. was at fourth with 20 first place votes is absurd. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Um, fifth, Jordan Travis, Florida State quarterback, 85 points, eight first place votes. I don't, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't have a problem with that. I'm surprised that he was ahead of like someone like uh, Jalen Milrow, to be honest. You can't but, unwatch the first four weeks with Jalen Milrose, the problem. Yeah. I mean, that, that cost him getting benched for USF. Yeah. 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 Um, throwing as many interceptions as touchdowns against Texas. Mm. Um, and then they got tore up by Oklahoma. Yeah. Not a good look. Well, no. that was a close, that was a close game though. Which one? Texas. Oh no. I'm, oh, Texas, Oklahoma. Sorry. Well, yeah, I'm I was saying else. Dylan Gabriel played a oh, yeah. better game against Texas. Is what, that's oh. what I was referring to, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, somehow Jalen Milrow got four first-place votes. I guess those people started watching college football um, in week 14. Tracks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ollie Gordon the second, running back for Oklahoma State. How? I, I, well, ow. he was there. He was their entire offense all year. Yeah. So I don't hate it. Um, no, no. I think the our, our next guy you're going to say, I think he should have been ahead of that. But again, at, at this point, you're splitting hairs. It's like a couple, like one vote one way or another. That's the difference oh, between you. So, it, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who I would have where in a minute because I would love to eventually get a Heisman vote because I, I believe the, the award should still have integrity. Um, unlike a lot of the voters, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Cody Schrader, running back from Mizzou, 29 points, one first place vote. I don't understand how Jalen Milrow and Ollie Gordon were ahead of Cody Schrader. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm. Cody Schrader played five top 20 rushing defenses this year and the worst game he had was 130 yards yeah dude dude had a dude had a hell of a year i I, honestly at this point i don't see how he's not a first round running back Ooh, that would be first round hmm. any team in the nfl would be better with cody schrader on the team yeah oh for sure um Another guy that I'm kind of surprised he was on here, Blake Corum from Michigan, lost eighth place to Cody Schrader by one point, but had three first place votes, which I'm assuming most of those 28 points came from. 
They they would yeah they would have to. I don't Blake this of the of the last couple of years this is probably Blake Corum's worst year even though he had a lot of touchdowns. A last year made a lot more sense. Those were yeah. career achievement votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and last on the list, shocking to me considering he had three touchdowns in the last four games of the season. JJ McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan, twenty one points, including a first place vote. Does I need dad, to know. Does his dad have a Heisman vote? People are asking. Or does, oh, wait, does Harbaugh have a Heisman vote? Oh shit! Oh, you know who probably does is Desmond yeah. Howard. You're right. Yeah, but uh, who would he vote for, Blake Corum or JJ? I don't know. That is a phenomenal question. Um, that is that is a good question. Yeah. So my biggest issues with this. Marvin Harrison Jr. is in the top 10. That, if, it, if a receiver is going to be in the top 10 this year and it's not Malik Neighbors, they shouldn't be in the top 10 this year. Correct. Jalen Milrow would probably be closer down towards 10th for me because, yeah, he got better at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But you can't unwatch those first four weeks. This is a single-season award, not a most improved player. Not a, oh, yeah, you were trash in your first six starts of your career, but now you're good. So you're a Heisman contender. Yeah. Uh, Cody Schrader. I I mean, I think he could have gone as high as six. Um, Mm Should have gone as high as six and Blake Corum and JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum. I I don't have a problem with him being at 10. You know, I do think if you're going to be towards the bottom of the top 10, that's career achievement area. Yeah. But I, I'm honestly a little bit con- uh, not concerned, but a little bit surprised that like Brock didn't the injury slip in there like number ten or something like that. Like it a uh, vote. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do career achievement, I, I Brock and Blake Corum nine and ten. Either way, I don't think that I don't think anybody who's paid attention to college football over the last three years should have a problem with that. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but JJ McCarthy didn't play well against. He played good, just good enough against the only teams that they played with a pulse. Yes. Yep. And that, to me, doesn't deserve to be a top 10 in the Heisman. No, not at all. All right, so we're going to go through Army-Navy a little bit um, because it was a typical Army-Navy game. It was low scoring. I will say the last six minutes of the game were exciting. Yes. Um. So you can you can tell that the game has progressed some, which is nice. Um, but Mike, you go ahead and read that first bullet. So anyone that live bet this game, R.I.P. Because at one point, uh, there's somebody that I know, will not say his name, that live bet this game Army minus seven and and also did the under twenty seven and a half. Lost both on that fucking safety at the end of the game. The it might be the baddest beat of all time. Those that that did that might have been radicalized. You might, they might have been. You don't know. They're they're very anti-military now. Yeah, they're they they are they are they're big mad. Uh, I don't I don't blame them for being big big mad because the uh, the text that I got. Oh, oh my oh my god. So. Um, yeah, that's crazy, though. The last play of the game, I was hanging out with a friend of mine that doesn't really watch football. And I was like, all right. So they just got this goal line stop. All Army has to do is run their quarterback out of the tackle box and have him launch it into the stands. Game yeah. over. Like, that's all yep. they got to do. Just mm-hmm. take, like, five steps to the right and launch it as far as you can out and away. Mm-hmm. And he ran back. He intentionally ran out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's, it, I mean, he wasn't, I don't, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about that at that point. Cause who, who's caring about like the, you know, game total or anything yeah. like that for them. And but especially like, especially for military academies, I mean, right, they're not yeah. going to be degenerates until they get into the actual military. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That 
That was that was very funny though. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the last, like I came in the fourth quarter. That that was that was fun. Like that's that's what this game is all about. It was I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um. So one of the more interesting stats because I watched the entire game. Army passed the ball a lot more than usual. Um, I do have some gripes about the adjustments they made toward the towards the end of the game, but this is an Army football podcast, so we'll we'll not go into depth on those. Um. But they almost doubled their passing yards from last season. In 2022, they had 28 yards passing. Wow. 2023, 54. It is almost doubled. A Navy actually had more passing yards than Army did. Yeah. So, yes. Um, Army's defense was elite. Had an interception early in the game that led to them scoring... And then Navy switched quarterbacks to a guy that I don't know his first name, but his last name is Livatai. He is. I think his brother is on the Patriots. I think that's why Belichick picked them. Okay. Or pick pick Navy. Yeah. I I knew I recognized the name for some mm-hmm. from somewhere, um, but Livatai essentially did whatever he wanted to do for the second half of the game. If they would have started him, Navy would have won that game because Army was playing uh, soft zone coverage. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, I hate soft zone coverage. Y'all know it. Like, if you're going to give the receipt, if you're going to be 10 yards off the line of scrimmage from the receiver at the snap, why are you backing up immediately? Just giving them seven yards every single play. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give up a big play to Navy? Are you now? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your defensive line's been doing work all day. Are you Mm -hmm. telling me that you can't hold on to this receiver for five seconds? Is is that what you're telling me? A team that would have been fifth in passing defense if you take out the LSU game, they were still top 20 with the LSU game. Insane. And you're like, nah, man, I'm just going to hang out. Why, why do I need to be close to the receiver? He's not going to, oh, wait, that's a seven-yard pass. I mean, they, don't, they won't do it again 20 more <laughs> Right, yeah. That was infuriating. But mm-hmm. thank God Navy got in their own way and didn't play live time until that second half because Army won, covered the three that we talked about last week, the over hit in an unexpected way. Yes. I did have a prediction that the over would hit as it has three of the last four years. Now five out of the last or four out of the last five. But that the ending of that game and fear, I was texting my friend that played for army and I was like, bro, what are they doing? And he was like, I literally just yelled at my TV. Exactly what you texted me. That the goal line stand that, uh, that army had, no, that last bit, beautiful, beautiful. That's 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 the fucking football I want to watch. Not this three nothing Raiders, uh, Vikings game that just finished up a little bit ago. Yeah, that's um, I guarantee you, the Department of Defense is like, all right, all those defensive linemen and linebackers, they're going infantry. Mm-hmm. They don't have a choice. <laughs> like oh, they should put that in a they should put that in a recruiting commercial. They're like. Oh, um, you know how we told you like last week that you were going to go be a, an Apache pilot? Nah, dude. Here's a rucksack. Get going. That's <laughs> that's what happened to those guys. Yeah. Oh. All right. So you want to talk about basketball for a minute? Just a tad bit because right now they are on a break. Uh, I, you know, I assume just end the semester stuff. They don't play. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, Mike White's team currently is six and three. They don't play again until the sixteenth. Uh, so uh, what Saturday? So it's coming Saturday when they uh, start a stretch of uh, four non-con games against you know a bunch of nobodies. It's like I think like Missouri Valley State or, or some some stuff like that. Arkansas or Alabama A and M. Like just a bunch of nobodies. Get right, get ready for the SEC season. Um, so they they kick off against Mizzou. In Como, seeing Como's naked. Let's go. I, what, you know, what day that is? January sixth. The dogs on January sixth, 
They're in Como. People are asking. Are they are they going to overthrow Como? They it's an inside job, right? It drink is. drink is gonna try to do it. <laughs> um they could. Missouri looked like shit against Kansas when I dropped in on that yesterday. But they have plenty of time. But uh, again, Georgia three and one, like we talked about on Wednesday, three and one against the ACC. Their lone loss loss was against uh, against Miami. So a good Miami team, like good, a, yeah, like a potential mm-hmm. Sweet Sixteen caliber Elite Eight Miami team. Yeah, early on too. This team is going to continue to get better um, as we go. But uh, just, I mean, for those of you guys that haven't really watched it at all. Uh, two of their leading scorers are right around 13 points a game. It's pretty evenly spread out. They're not, the team isn't going to hit like a hundred points. They're not going to be like a running gun type deal. Uh, 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 Jabari, Abdur Rahim, 13 points a game. Noah Tosson. Uh, I'm sure I said that wrong. Cause I haven't Thomason? watched a ton of it either. Thomason. It could be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Thomason. That's how it looks. How, well, that's how it looks spelled. <laughs> yeah. Noah. Just Noah. Noah oh. tossing them buckets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's right at 12.8 and a favorite in one of the group chats. I'm in uh blue cane. Yes. Those are you guys that are, I, I don't know how he's a, he, he's a D one basketball player. He doesn't look the part, but he's, he, when he, it, when he gets out there, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, getting buckets. I mean, he had a few he, big uh, threes in the game. I went to against Wake Forest. There we go. Blue cane. It's gotta be Kane. If uh, if anyone have seen like wrestling memes in the last like six months, like there was a, a promotion that did a, a blue version of Kane, and it was just very funny that Georgia has a blue Kane on the roster. It is what it is. Yeah, but no, it's I, one of those things you had to be there. <laughs> I, so I think everyone that's paid attention to the basketball team is excited about the way that they've progressed under Mike White over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that. It's going to be a little bit tougher, obviously, going in SEC play. I think there are five ranked SEC teams right now. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be a tough go of it. But pay attention. I think we're going to try and talk more basketball this year because I am slowly but surely getting into watching college basketball, mainly so I can talk about it on here. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I won't be able to work for three weeks starting next Monday, so I'll have plenty of time. Yeah, you will see games against High Point, Mount St. Mary's, North Florida, and then Alabama A&M on, well, no one's going to watch the Alabama A&M game because that's the same time as the Orange Bowl. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. All of those games, um, you can get free tickets on VetTix. No free ads, but if you're a veteran and want to go to one of those games, they're all on VetTix right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I still live closer, I'd probably be at a few of them, but... Is what it is. I'd rather it be 80 in December than live in Atlanta again. Yeah, for sure. I think all, uh, the, most of the ranked games that Georgia has are on the road, except for Tennessee and... Auburn should be home. A&M. No, it's at Auburn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a home and home. They got, they got them both. Oh, but Auburn's not ranked right now. Oh, the, I thought they were. Oh, they could they could be. No, nah, on the ESPN schedule I have pulled up they're not, but Okay. Um so same stuff we talk about every week, guys. Follow our social media at nothing.finder.pod on Instagram, at finderpod on Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to check out the merch uh, at millions.co. Got some cool stuff, and I think we're gonna have some more stuff that we're gonna work on come out around the new year. Um Rate and view the show five stars. Send us a screenshot. We will send you a sticker. And as always, oh, remember. Wait, the, I, wait, whoa, I have one whoa, more whoa, thing. Whoa, whoa. One more thing. Pause. Um, in a few weeks, right around New Year's, I want to get this in everybody's head if you've made it this far. Because, I mean, we did go a little bit shorter today, but that's cool. Um, Not as much to talk about. But uh, Savannah, um, Connect Savannah does a, like a best of thing. Like right at New Year, they have like submissions and all that. Uh, I'll be definitely putting be putting the uh, the podcast up for that, like nominating that, and uh, we'll we'll get that information out there. But, but that's my goal. I want to win the best one in Savannah. I want that fucking guys. tag. I want Help that us. thing. Put put it on the uh, put it on the show sticker. Best yes. of. 
I can also tell you that um, I have personal interactions with some people that have won the award that do mm. not deserve the award. Um, and I think we might be the only sports podcast in Savannah. So there's there's one, and they're not nearly as good. I'm not to toot our own horn, but I've tried listening to them. It ain't it. Okay. They're not us. You heard it. Don't even listen to them. Just vote for us. Yeah. As always, guys, remember there is nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Third and a mile. Duggan from the two will throw it all the way across the field. It's picked up by Bullardy. Bullard got it again. And Bennett to throw. Lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the right corner. Touchdown.